I've always been intrigued by the stories of people in the jewelry industry who make these items, what inspires them, and brings them to this world. I'm here to share their stories. This is A Thousand Facets. Judy Give has been a staple of my New York life. I've admired her creativity from afar over the years, and I used to walk to the late Barney's and do over her work on top of the jewelry cases. I often dreamt to meet this creative force, and the fact that I consider her a good friend now, I still pinch myself about it. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Judy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> thanks for having me. Well, thanks. You are you're my first... <laughs> you know, guest ever, and I'm, like, so excited, and you're being, like, my hero for as long as I can remember. Like, I remember going to Barney's when I just, I moved to New York a few years in. I will go to Barney's and just look at the at your work and be like, oh, my God, this lady has such an incredible work. And I remember, um, it's been, like, four years, I think, that I, a friend of we have a mutual friend, and he asked me, what do I want for my birthday? <laughs> and I said, I need to meet Judy Guy. <laughs> and he was so kind to bring you to lunch with me, and I met you, and I fell in love with you. And, I'm, and you know, they say, don't meet your heroes, but you have surpassed every single expectation I ever had of you <laughs> because you're such an amazing person not only an incredible artist but you're an amazing person and so it was like just the cherry on top of my jewelry dream of meeting you <laughs> so thank you so much um so I can't so let's start from the beginning where did you grow up Reading Pennsylvania Reading Pennsylvania mm -hmm. and like what's your favorite like first memory of jewelry Oh, I think my grandmother had a moonstone pin from the New York World's Fair of 1939. Oh my God, really? Yeah. yeah. And she also wore a diamond, they were poor and lived in a row house in downtown Reading, but she wore a diamond star, starburst on her house dress oh my God. every day. It oh was my such God. a threadbare house dress and she always wore that. Oh and I... She believed in collecting diamonds, although I can't imagine how they possibly thought that was possible. You know, but but she did have a starburst. Oh my god! I imagine where did she got it? Like, yeah, I don't know. I never heard that story, but you oh know. Oh my god! But yeah. Do you have do you have that brooch? Or I do. <gasps> you do. I do have oh my it. God. Yes. Can you yes. send me a photo? I will. <laughs> I would love to see it. That's such a. And it carries so much history, and that's one of the reasons that I love jewelry so much. It carries so much history, and just you you remember her when you see it. And it's yes. so amazing. She died when I was pretty young, but I used to sit on her lap and thread oh. needles for her while she was darning and all that. And of course, I was close to it. And you oh know, my God. I remember. Yes. So, do you feel that that's one of the reasons that you love jewelry? Like, it's funny because I always think it, my mother only had costume jewelry. Okay. She didn't have anything, and and those two pins I mentioned from my grandmother that was it you know we we really yeah. did not it was not a family with a lot of jewelry <laughs> um I had a friend in, when I was in college who loved antique jewelry okay. and she used to show me and also I lived in Brazil during high school 
You did? In Rio de Janeiro. <gasps> yes, my dad was transferred. I lived in Reading my whole life until 11th and 12th grades when we moved to Rio. And, you know, they have H. Stern and all the gems are everywhere and baskets on tables in every store. You could go through and, and choose cabochons for a dollar or oh it's probably God. 10 cents a stone and all that. So I saw a lot of stones in Brazil. Do you feel that being there just gave you like a another sense of inspiration and just brought like something else to your life? Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, my life would have been completely different without living in Rio. How uh, long you, you were there for? Two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, my sister and I traveled all over. My parents weren't worried about us that we got special permission because we were too young you know to be able to travel long distances oh by ourselves on special you know on buses that went for 17 hours to Belo Horizonte or Brasilia you know we traveled oh so God. much by ourselves and met people from all over the world you know Russia Bolivia Colombia, everywhere we met people, and it, I'm sure it changed my life. Oh my God, that's yeah. amazing! Because otherwise, I grew up in a suburb. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it just opened your horizon to like new things and new worlds that you have never imagined. Yes. That is so amazing. I love that. Yeah. And um, so, how old were you? 16, 17. Yeah. Oh, but it's such an inform like this formation of like you, who you are as a person. It just you know takes you to. A new different level. Yeah, and when I came back, I, I went to a state college right away. But I always was in the international club and met people from. You know, I, my friends were always from everywhere because oh, because that. that's how I went to high school in Brazil and met everybody. And I I did that the rest of my life. I it's think it's such a interesting. I personally love to meet people from all over the world. <laughs> and when I went to school, um, I had my friends were like. Swedish, Japanese, um, uh, Argentinian, and I, we just, I learned so much from them, but also it just gave me such a perspective of, and it helped me become the person that I am, because you hear from other cultures and traditions, and it's, it just opens your mind to such a different world, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, I feel like it informs my everyday in New York, too. Yes. I mean, we see people from all over, but it's fun to find out where people are from I know. and you know all of that so. it's like sometimes i when i walk down the street i hear like a different accent and i'm just like where are they from and i try <laughs> like i try to figure out where they're from and i love that and sometimes they, they're like looking at me like why are you looking but i'm just like i just want to i want to know your story <laughs> <laughs> and i want to know who they are so um yeah you're such a prolific artist you know you're for me you you have such a wide breadth of just work and aesthetic but when but the things that you look at your work and you know it's yours even though it has like a different aesthetic it can be filigree it can be gemstone um how how did that process start for you of like finding your voice um i i always loved hand making yeah. you know from embroidery knitting from when I was a baby. I swear oh. I sewed a dress when I was three or something. I just, I always loved hand making things. And, you know, even though I saw those gemstones in Brazil and I, did, I, I never really thought about making jewelry, you know, till I was 40 or something. Where did it come from? I mean, I, 
I came to New York for art, and I always wanted to experiment. And you know, it, looking at art, I always preferred group shows instead of a show of one person that every work looked alike. Exactly. I love to make, I get bored myself. Yeah. I get, I like to sort of explore an idea, but then I like to explore another idea. Yeah. You know, try and do something else. I, I don't want all my work to look alike, but I think for me, the because it's handmade, I think it gives it a sameness yeah you know but 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 I do love to try all different things and you, you know me I mean, I'm not I'm not a stickler for you know things not being melted and all that I mean it all has the record of it's being made in it exactly. you, know, you can see it in every piece so you know there's a patch on the back or a melted ball or you know something but, I, but that's what it makes it more special to me you know it just like it has your signature it has something that is like you know, like I personally love linings and 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 dressings and jackets and whatever because it's like a little present for ourselves. Yes. And it's like you always have like those little details that are like for the wear, yes. and that for me is so like it makes it so much special and so much interesting than just having like just like a flat back and like polish and bezels that and that's it. You know, it's just it just gives it like your touch and your hand and your signature in a way. Um, so the uh, you said that you started with art and so you went to school for art. Yes. And what kind of art did you used to do? I guess that's sort of the problem. I guess I never exactly <laughs> knew. I always loved materials like encaustic, you know, painting with wax, gouache, egg tempera, um, making a canvas of with rabbit skin glue gesso on it I always loved materials but I never had a subject mm. I never knew what to paint like what am I going to just splash paint around I, I even all my years I never really knew what I wanted to paint okay. and somehow so I struggled with that and even though I tried you know and I had a studio but then like at a certain point I I tried jewelry and I just thought oh my word this you know I don't I didn't have that struggle what am I going to do yeah. it just it's actually I think gold is the same blank canvas as a white canvas you know because gold is just a blob mm -hmm. until you do something with it yeah. but I didn't have that same angst about art history and where is it going to fit in and what's my voice and all that oh that's it, ju it just let me jump in Oh, I love that. It's just that, but that's that's really great because it just it like gold found you in a way. Yes, you know? yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. just like waiting for the right time, and it was just like, hey, I'm here. Try me and see what <laughs> and see what comes out. No, that's really it's true. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So, um, and how do you like went about? So, going to Brazil finding all these gemstones. Do you brought like? Do you had anything from your childhood? I, you mean gemstones? Yes. I did. When we were in high school, we went on a class trip to Teofilo Otoni, okay. which is the gemstone capital of Brazil. We stopped there on our way to Bahia. Oh. You know, it was that's the inland route to Bahia from Rio. And and we had a day to wander around. And, all, of course, all these gem dealers wanted to have all of us kids buy stuff. And they would come invite us to their offices. And I have a watermelon tourmaline that someone gave me, you know, very pale colors. But I, I have that. And somebody gave me an amethyst cabochon, and I traded it for something else. I, don't, <laughs> I have a few things. And also, I wasn't kidding when I said there were baskets of there were baskets of stones yeah. everywhere. You could walk into any little 
tourist shop along Copacabana and there's a basket of cabochons sitting there and yes I had an allowance and and I I, I bought you know but I don't know if I actually used any of those okay. in jewelry once I got started so you don't have them with you hidden somewhere? well, well I, I have them but okay. but I you know you've been to my studio <laughs> where they are I, I couldn't tell you you should find them someday and just make like a you know uh, like a celebration piece of yes. your, you know, of your life. <laughs> so what, do you remember what was the first piece that you ever made? Yes. Um, I, I loved antique jewelry, and there was a little store in the West Village, and I found a pair of beautiful, you know, seven, 18th century earrings that had a gold stone in them. And gold stone is, I think it's copper powder yeah. mixed with glass mm -hmm. and I didn't like that and I thought I want I'd rather put opals in there because you know <laughs> me and I love opals and the the person who ran the shop had an opal dealer visited her every so often and she arranged for me to meet him there to try oh, and find wow. something to put in fortunately I never changed the stones in those earrings because that would have been really awful yeah. but I did buy two big beautiful opals from him oh, wow. loose and then I like I better do something with them, you know, and I made, I, I got a plumber's torch and I bought some <laughs> silver and gold and I, I, I bought that, you know, Murray Boven has a book on instructing beginners how to make jewelry. I got that book and I, I made the earrings. I still, you've probably seen me in them. I mean, I wear them a lot. <laughs> I'm just very impressed that your first setting is all <laughs> I know. They're big ones and, and you know, boulders. They're, they're boulders so they're so pretty it, sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I love that. I love yeah. that you were so brave and just yeah. like, I'm going to try this. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do you remember who was the first person that saw your work and like said, I want that? Yes. I, there was a wonderful client. I also used to make these little seashell handbags. I bought one at a flea market. It was adorable. I wore it to death. And then after I wore it to death, I thought, oh, I should make a couple of those to have. And I gave them to friends. And, and a, a, a woman who wanted a shell bag came to my apartment. And she saw a few pieces of my jewelry sitting on a little table. Oh. She came for a shell bag. <laughs> But she started buying my jewelry. Oh, wow. And she was really lovely, a very smart woman. And very perceptive and we're still in touch it's really nice um, I'm sure I sold her things for the price of gold if if the price of gold you know mm -hmm. I had no idea how to price things or anything like that I just was having fun making and yeah. I was so surprised that mm -hmm. she wanted to buy things but she bought things for herself and her daughter and you know all and and she even she commissioned um, a pair of earrings I I made a filigree bracelet for her out of that was based on Italian lace, and after that she asked me to make a pair of earrings to go with that bracelet the way me and my husband go together. So I had all the clippings from the earring from the bracelet, and I melted them into balls and squashed them and made a pair of three-dimensional squash earrings and that was my first time I used squashes because you know because I didn't have any training I didn't even know what to do with my used gold yeah, or anything exactly. like that and so I used it up by making it and melting it into balls and hammering it and then making things out of that but I, but, but that's like but that started creating your aesthetic and creating the that that voice and who you are as a designer which is great and then I feel like you have You've kept your voice through the years, but you also, but it also is 
it expanded. It has expanded. It keeps growing. Like your your like your sweep collection, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it like um, those those things. Like every time that I see something from you, I'm like, oh man, how? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you, you know what's pretty ama- amazing with you know what with what you're saying? How can it be that I have been soldering for like 25 years and and I haven't really gotten that much better at it. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, but that, it's true. It's still, it's not like I've gotten more perfect. You know, it's still the way it is. And I know why that is. It's because I go too fast. I, I, I like to go fast. <laughs> I like to see what it's going to be. <laughs> but, but, that's, but the fact that you're still excited to see how it is. But, but again, it gives your voice. It gives who you are. And I'm telling you, any time that I... I shout your name to the world everybody's like I love her so much she's amazing I love her and I remember like one of my friends met you and and a trunk show and she was like she was like oh my god I'm 25 (laughs) it seems so strange you know in your own life to think that it's wonderful you know it's so nice it's so fun to have people appreciate you know and and enjoy what I do and I and I love talking about it and I'm so yeah. happy you asked me to talk about it because I do love talking yeah. about it I am excited about but it that, but that's the thing is like I, I just feel like you're it, people react to you in such a positive way in such an you know in, in such admiration because you're fearless because you you are not afraid of trying something new and the things that come out of your mind are just so creative, so mind-blowing. And I, don't, I just feel like a lot of people are so afraid of just showing who they really are. And I feel like you, are not, you don't apologize about who you are. And that's the way that an artist should be in a lot of ways. I think in the beginning, I was sort of I, mortified and lacked confidence completely about what I was doing. Although, of course, privately, I wanted to jump into it and do whatever I was doing. You know what I mean? But when I showed people, I did lack confidence. But over time, I've, I've always wanted to jump into it and try. But I've become more confident over time, too. Um, what, yeah. what gave you that confidence? Well, I guess, I guess seeing that I could do it and... and People, I mean, of course, I knew I enjoyed it, but that other people enjoyed it too, and I and I could do it as my for a living. And it's never been, even though there have been hurdles along the way and unexpected, you know, roadblocks and all that stuff. It's never. It's always been a pleasure. You know, it's yeah. never been. I could always play, yeah. and 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 I do think I'm not afraid. I what's the worst that can happen? You have to melt it, you know, or, and, and make it into squashes or something. <laughs> yeah, but but that's that gives it social, you know, it just gives you that direction. That is, there's no direction in a way, you know, and you are showing that you can be creative and you can be successful if you are. But you have to be creative. You know, when you're saying that, I, I, I know you know one of the recent series I did. I had this, you know, a jar lid of extra loops on my desk for years, accumulating all the extra loops. And, okay. and all of a sudden, 
I think because of African textiles, you know, I've, I'm used to making squashes, but then I thought, oh, what if I hammer a loop? It seems so silly. Like, it seems like how on earth didn't I think of that 15 years ago or whatever? But I didn't think of it 15 years ago. I thought of it then, and all of a sudden, I had all these beautiful hammered loops, you know, donuts of all different sizes to do something with, and it, it, it was so unexpected yeah. and, and, and gave me opened up new pathways of you know to do things it's it's so it's all unexpected you yeah. know how things happen and but then it's a little happy surprise and you know it's just mm -hmm. but also it gives you like a, a you know what can I develop with this idea and just go run with it and then you can do so many things and that's the thing is like I feel like some artists just like okay this is what I'm gonna do this is this is it and you can take one idea and just develop it in so many different directions and it makes it exciting and it makes it new and it's just that, that being not afraid of just trying it just try it again like you said it's the metal can be melted yeah. at least you know <laughs> jewelry is in a way you know it can be recycled and <laughs> you yes. can try something else. Yes, and is yeah, is recycled over time. <laughs> yes, yes. No. But um, so you've traveled a lot. Yes, you've gone to so many places to look for inspiration, look for gemstones. What's your favorite travel that you've done, and what's the the most exciting piece you've ever you know gotten in one of your trips? Oh, hmm. <laughs> well. I'm going to say my favorite place is still Brazil. I, I love Brazil. How you know, often do you go? Well, not very often. I've, I've been about five times, I think. Mm. I went twice to buy stones, mm. which was really, really fun. Uh, you know, into the interior, dry, so much, so much opportunity to look at things, and so great interactions with people. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I get nostalgic for the smells of Brazil and all, all that. What's my favorite thing I bought? Well, I'll tell you the favorite thing I bought. I, I bought a lot of beautiful things, but something I've never been able to find again. When I was in Brazil once, I bought four rose quartzes that were enormously vibrant with a red flash. Hmm. I remember they were, I think I spent $100 or something. Oh it, they were pretty big, but, but I, it, they, they did, it was not expensive. They were the most beautiful, unusual stones I've ever had. I, you know, of course I got back. I was so excited. I immediately made something and stuck them out there and sold them. So I <laughs> never no, had them again. But There's no pictures. And, and I've never seen stones like that oh, again. Wow. You know, they were so unusual. I've asked, you know, but well, you never find the same stones again. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is the... It's, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> yes. Because you see them and yes. you're like, they're so, so special. And like whoever wears them are going to have like a one-of-a-kind piece. And then you're like, but I would like to have one for myself. <laughs> yes. I, I knew how, how much I loved them. And anyway. But, but you also get so excited about making things and putting them out there. So that's also I a know. wonderful thing. Do you ever walk on the street and see somebody wearing your stuff? <laughs> I you no. I do, I'm gonna say no. I sometimes like uh, somebody I'm meeting has walked in who I never met before wearing some or something. But I've never 
No, did I? Sometimes I see a photograph of somebody who I, you know, didn't know. But no, I've never <laughs> run into anybody that I didn't know. <laughs> that would be so fun to just like, yes, be like, oh, I designed that. Yes, it was. So what? <laughs> but you, you go to, um, and one of the things that I love when you post on social media is like you always tell the story of the piece or just tell a little bit that you know like what that that piece represents for you or like what you were thinking when you make it what inspired you to do that because I love it I, I always read them <laughs> you know I'm so I I'm so happy that I for almost everything I made I can retrospect to what made me think of doing it yeah. and I love that part about it because it gives me confidence that something else is going to inspire the next thing. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I like to write about it, because it's so un the, the, the inspiration is so unexpected. You know, a finial of a bedpost, you know, or the Bauhaus mascot at the Museum of Modern Art inspired yeah. Neo Geo, or every single thing I did has something that inspired it that I can look to myself. And it's sort of a comfort. You know, know. that's why. I love in your... Um in your studio you have all these books that just oh, yeah. have like different textures different textiles and and I can see in the drawings that you make are just you can see that there's like just this respect for like international like the people that have through history created different textiles and different um bosses filigree art and stuff like that and you have such a respect for that and I love that but then you also make it your own so it's like you have like you have such a wealth of knowledge of different arts from all over the world but at the same time you you kind of have like a like a combination of everything and just creates your own little traditional <laughs> you know textures and I, I, I think that's so fantastical <laughs> You know, it's funny you said ceramics and everything. It's true. You know, I, I can't think of something right now, but, you know, glazes or, you know, it could be anything that, that tr makes you try and do something, you know, which I do really enjoy. I'm not, I can't get very specific about, you know, other people, uh, other friends of mine know much better, you know, that's 18th century, that's 20th century, you know, this is a type you know, what's it called, D, with, you know, I, all that stuff sort of eludes me, but I do love looking at things, and, and I often, you know, that's another inspiration. This was, this is not the best, the most inspiration I'm proud of, but looking at antique jewelry, in the beginning, I was just trying, I was trying to make that antique jewelry, yeah. and it comes out different, but, mm -hmm. you know, that's, anyway, I like, well, you know, I, I think I, that the, you know, when when I look at antique jewelry, I see it in the in the way. First of all, a, a lot of these people are just nameless souls that have you know passed through life, but they have given us like these little gifts that we find. Like you know, I tend yes. to love uh, antique jewelry because I like to know. I I like to think of like the life of that piece. You know, I, I always tell people that my favorite movie ever, one of my favorite movies is The Red Violin oh. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie I, no. I, I, I love that movie just because it's about this red violin that it was done in like 16, 1700s I don't remember exactly the date but the whole movie is like the trajectory of the violin through like the modern life where it's in an auction house 
and you see that violin going through life in in a way and that's the way that I look at jewelry that isn't like antique jewelry but I also look at the modern jewelry in a way that this is gonna be for like people a hundred years from now this is gonna be what they're gonna see and it's just the the thing about jewelry is just it can be passed from generation to generation or like sold for a reason and bought by somebody else I have these lockets that have two tin types of a man and a woman and I just want to know their oh, story yeah. and yeah. it's just it's so fascinating to me so like giving like understanding the antique jewelry and giving them a new like, in, like finding the inspiration but giving them your own voice you're still celebrating those people that did it and they did it because they needed the money or they you know but they were they're not celebrated as a lot of people so yeah. we're celebrating them. Uh, and, and that's right, we're celebrating them, and we might not be celebrated either, for, except <laughs> maybe our pieces and what we do, somebody sees and oh, somebody takes inspiration your, your from. Piece will, your pieces will be a museum, well. so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that uh, like, the, the word necklaces mm. are mm -hmm. some of my favorite, especially the one with the rubies that is, like, the tear rubies. <laughs> oh, what did it say? Uh, it's, like, wonder. Wild, and, sweet. Um, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so how do you decide for the for when you do those word necklaces what do you decide to write um i have i have a friend who i i just met who, whose son self tickles to make himself smile and i thought why wouldn't that be nice self tickle oh you know to, just to remind yourself because you know sometimes you need a little bit to be cheered up a little bit and you know I, I've never heard of anybody doing that <laughs> yeah. um, what makes me think of it that necklace wise wild sweet silly um, I want I wanted it to be something that you know wasn't too serious but but anybody could hope that describes them you know um what else have i said on necklaces um awesome oh pursuit of awesomeness i mean sometimes they're just silly um i did violet indigo blue green yellow orange and red with green being an emerald um pool you know i i like script i like calligraphy i always liked fonts and and you know so i like the form of letters too and but i like writing something but maybe not having it be that clear what it says yeah you know oh but i love it it's just but again it's it's like a gift for the person the word you know yeah. even if like people don't cannot read it you, the person that it wears it knows i have it and it just represents who they are too and it just becomes part of them yeah. which is really beautiful and amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love it I, I think that that's when you have your medals as well can you yeah. tell me oh, a little but bit can i tell you one of the yeah. things you know a word Please. a word did you know i wrote a whole poem in a necklace you did yes i i'm not sure if i can recite the poem now it was by kenneth coke you know the subway had the poetry in motion yes and they posted one of his poems the big clown face shaped cloud and it it's so beautiful and yeah. i was so struck i don't know if that was my first word necklace but okay. i was so struck by it and i it's a the necklace was I think 84 inches long oh my god with all the and I used an opal for the cloud as Aww. the clasp and it, it had the whole palm in it it was so pretty um Aww. but I, I 
yeah, I do love writing things. It's I sort of search for what to say. And, but, and I, but all the ones I've made, I've been happy with what they said. Do you enjoy going to like trunk shows and talking to people about your work and like? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what the, could be better? I know. What's the feedback that people like? Like, have you got any good stories that somebody said, "I love your work because"? Oh, somebody told me a beautiful story about opals and the moon and the sun hiding behind a rock and coming out. Um, you know, what's always um, humbling is hearing how people enjoy wearing it. I'm going to say that's my favorite thing to Aww. hear, you know, how it makes them feel good. Yeah. And, you know, I don't even want to say um, it, 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 gives, it gives them something. That's what's nicest for me, you know, to yeah. hear that people enjoy wearing it. Oh. No matter what it is, you know, no matter what it looks like, no, no yeah. matter which piece it was, you know. <laughs> but that's the thing. Is like, well, speaking for myself, you know, when I wear your earrings, first of all, everybody, like, loves them. Like, everybody's like, oh, my God, why are you wearing? And then, or they go, you're wearing Judy's, right? And I'm like, yes. And it's like, they're like, they're so beautiful. And, like, for me, first of all, the way that you package your pieces is so special because you crochet your own little boxes I per I have the earrings in the crochet <laughs> pouch <laughs> I'm gonna post a picture on Instagram with it um and I have them there and I see and I look at them and I'm like you guys are so pretty and then you know I close the box and I, <laughs> but like it just makes it so much special because it's like you make the packaging so you're giving double of yourself I always say that when you make a piece of jewelry, you're taking a piece of the artist's soul. And just also having the package, it's just like it, it makes it more special, it makes it more you, more unique. And um, and I know that the person that wears your work, they, everybody has their pouches. Send me <laughs> yeah. pictures of the packages. I wanna see everybody's <laughs> packages. Yeah. That, that was so lucky, those pouches. I. I, you know, it came from I want 18th century jewelry used to come in those elaborate yes, fitted boxes, yes. and I wanted to make something like that, and how to for me to make it in a natural way for myself, and the crocheting worked out so great, and especially because you know what my jewelry looks like, it's not to be worn. Well, it could it could be worn with the fanciest thing in the world, but it's hopefully yes, to be worn do. with simple clothes and you know, sweaters and, you know, your, your, your normal things. And that's why that wool box, I wanted it to look like it, it can go with wool. And, yeah. and it was so fun to make them myself. You can travel, you can close them. It just, it just was lucky, you know, that box. They're I, just so fun. They're, but mm. also the colors that you pick are so mm. vibrant and, and just so happy. And that, I feel like your jewelry is happy, your work is happy, and then you, you feel the love when you see the work and and it's just something that I've seen it from like 16 17 years ago when I like started seeing your work like I remember seeing on the website and I, I remember on your website you had this um glasses oh yeah and it was like the one thing that I will always remember I'm like oh my god 
she made glasses <laughs> with filigree. <laughs> and I tried a pair. It was a different pair when I met, when I went to the studio the first time. And I have a picture of myself. Oh, wearing, do you? Oh. <laughs> I, do. I have a picture of myself wearing the glasses and then you're like in the background and I'm just like, it's one of the pictures that I love the most. Oh, you have to send that to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret. I cannot, I cannot share. I'll share it with you, but not with anybody else. But like, it, it just makes me, it's just like I look at it and it just makes me smile because I, I don't know, it, it was just such a, like, you know, a bucket list thing mm. to be on in your studio and seeing the, your work and seeing your workspace and just like the high ceilings and like how bright it is and just all the fun stuff that you have there. Like, I, I don't know, it's like a candy store <laughs> for jewelry lovers. There's a lot of jewel candy lying around <laughs> loose gemstones yes so um what's your favorite piece that you ever created that is out in the world and somebody's enjoying it right now i think it's the moby dick wave metal i was waiting Did for you? that one. i um, love that necklace so isn't much. it pretty oh actually the th there's one that says um one serene and moonlight night when all the waves rolled by like scrolls of silver. Oh. You know, all written out in words, and it has a paved moon, oh. and Moby Dick is hanging from it. I think that's my favorite one. Oh. But it's so beautiful. I love that. That's what. That's the passage that prompted me to read Moby Dick. You know, I read yeah. about it in the New York Times Book Review or something, and they quoted that line, and then I thought, oh, maybe I can read Moby Dick. And then I read <laughs> it, and that started, and so, so that was natural. It's really embarrassing. I never read it. Oh, I'm like, great. <laughs> Someday you will. I know. I will. It's just, and I, I definitely, like, the only reason that I want to read it is because I know you love it so much, <laughs> so I just want to, oh. like, have that connection also. But that wave necklace oh. is still one of my favorites to this day That's like I really remember when I saw it I, I almost cried <laughs> because it was so beautiful and it's like oh my god you how why how do you create this beautiful thing <laughs> and it's just it like it just it's like goes on and on in my head that's one of my favorites from you yeah like I don't know, it's just, I, you know, I, I love I had a lot of fun with that series. <laughs> I really did. I, all of them. You well, know. that Pave Moby Dick. Like, oh, not yeah. Pave, well, sorry, not yeah. Moby Dick. Well. <laughs> uh, Moby Dick. It <laughs> yeah. is Moby Dick. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, the, that Pave Well is just delicious. Like, I just wanted to, like, just wear it and just <laughs> carry it and swim with it. <laughs> Take a bath with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what inspired the whole Moby Dick series, the idea of making the white whale, you know, diamond-covered. But mm -hmm. then I made all those other pieces out of the other whale, which was adorable. Yeah, you know, so, they're yeah. all so beautiful. Yeah, yeah and that like, was really fun. So I have some compulsory questions that I won't okay. start asking okay. everybody. Okay. Um, what's your favorite gemstone? Oh, that's like asking what your favorite color is. Um, well, I have a lot of what's your favorite, so. <laughs> what's my favorite? Um, I think, uh, well, I think I'll answer something strange. Agate. You know, Agate. it comes in so many, you know, dendritic, striped, different colors. I love agate. You well, know, you did that series with the cut agates and the turquoise. Yeah, that is yeah. so fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you mirror them is like chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's your favorite metal to work with? 
Okay, I think I'm going to say silver because um, I love the patina it gets. Mm. You know, I, when using gold, if it, it the, the, you know, if it's a, a smooth, I don't know how to say that, if it's a smooth surface, the patina can be pretty, it, it, it's not as forgiving for mistakes, you know, me and mistakes. Silver, like, shows off and enhances and softens your mistakes, but gold sometimes it doesn't doesn't as easily. I like silver, and also, it's easiest to work with things that are, for me, less valuable, but notwithstanding what we said about being able to melt things, which is wonderful, and I have no problem melting things, so. <laughs> Do you yeah. don't get attached? <laughs> yeah, I don't melt things that are finished, yeah. but, no, I, I, but I melt things that didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your favorite technique or tool, either one? Hammer. Hammer. Yes, I like a hammer. I like askewly hammered wire, I like squashes. Um, I can I can flatten wire with a hammer instead of rolling it, you know, if mm. I want to yeah. do filigree kinds of things with it. Oh, I love yes. that. Uh, who's your favorite artist? Oh. It doesn't need to be jewelry, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, gosh. Sorry, sometimes <laughs> something. <laughs> Um, or I'll, at least as of today. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's hard. I wasn't thinking that. Um, I like, I, I think I'm going to say Piero Manzoni. I don't know. He he was a, you know, Italian art de povera artist. He he did the can of shit. <laughs> and, you know, he canned it and it, I think it says artist merit. He, he did a pedestal that says sacre du monde, pedestal of the world, it's turned upside down and sits on the floor, you know, as if the world is the object. Yeah. And that's who comes to mind first. I mean, yeah. I like but I like a lot of, a very diverse group of artists. <laughs> oh, well, but, but that makes you who you are. Okay. No, it's when we all have, but it's like, you know, every day for me, it's like a different yes. person. That could be, like, well, Van Gogh, he's yeah. one of my favorites, yes. you know. And yes, and he's amazing. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, What do you like to listen when you work? Oh, um, what's it called? Um, <laughs> I'm sort of a, I like to listen to a mix of old and new music. You know, the old ones like of my eight, 70s and 80s. And then, and I like to know what new is going on. <laughs> so um, new too. Um, I'm, I think I'm best if I don't listen to anything. Really? You know, but, but that's for when I, I'm doing something that I sort of know what it is, like yeah. hammering extra loops into squashes yeah. and putting backs on them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like for me, it's like uh, I need to listen to something. I cannot, I need white, si uh, like white noise all the time. Like I get home and if it's too quiet, I'm like, no, I turn the TV on. <laughs> uh -huh. I always have to have something because it calms me down uh -huh. for some reason. Even to sleep, I put like this spam music in the back. Uh -huh. um, do you have any advice for future jewelry artists or people that are starting um, out there? Try not to get psyched out by looking at too much of what other people do. You know, I, I have this hard line myself. I don't want to close my eyes to what other people are doing, but I also think It, it, it can be very confusing to see too much what other people do, okay. so you have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, don't expect to, you, you have to, 
um, give yourself a zone. You know, we've talked about this. You can't jump into trying to make a living making jewelry and not have an income. Yeah. You know, because you need to give yourself time and space to be able to develop what you want to do mm-hmm. you know probably unless you know probably while you're working at another job as you're you know because it's it's you it's very hard to put pressure on yourself to, exactly. to to need to produce that's one of my least favorite things is having pressure to produce I like to make things at my own pace yeah um it's you know it's a it's hard because when I started it it seemed so much easier. I came from the outside, didn't know anything, found myself lucky, had found myself an opportunity, and and I started with practically no pieces of jewelry. Yeah. You know, just a few pieces, and and all of a sudden I was showing, and a friend bought my first piece of jewelry the day it arrived at Barney's. Oh she appeared God. at Barney's that day and bought it. Believe oh me, God. that I. That kind of thing helps, you know, to be able yeah. to sell your work. And, um, but I think, I mean, I think the best thing is have fun with it. Do what yeah. you want to do, and and do it your own way, and and things will happen. You know, yeah. you have to think of your own way to do everything. Actually, sorry, I, it's not I, um, strange, but I'm telling you all these things about myself. Each person has their own story, and it's their own story that's going to shine, no matter what it is. It it doesn't need to have anything in common with my story it's their own story and yeah. that's what's important to, to to have confidence and faith in your own story exactly and, and that's what I want to do with this podcast is just tell the stories even if it's like you know a little bit of the story but it, it, that's what makes the art the way it is it's because of the person's story behind it And that, for me, is like one of the reasons that I invest in jewelry is because I invest in the artists. You know, I love their work, but I also love their art. Like, if I if I love the artists, I want to invest in them and support them as much as possible in any way, any capacity that I can, because it's that is what makes them. You know, it's that, that is so wonderful and so important. You know, to. You have supported me so much. It's so lovely. I mean, every time I appreciate it so much, and I see you have amazing passion for. You know, it's so interesting to see what you post all the time. You find amazing things, but that's that's you know what's it called? Priceless. It's 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 so important. You know, to help give somebody confidence and 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 have them feel like they can go after what they want to do instead of trying to segue into something something else wants to do you know i know but that's the thing is like i i personally dislike when everything becomes like a clone of each other and for me it's just like those voices that are so unique and i'm like i want to know more about this person and i want to just show my support and like show the just their passion And that, you know, I and I become pa- like more passionate and more excited when I see somebody that is like showing their passion in, in a way, you know, and that's like <laughs> what has made like I've been doing this for 13 years. And it, what that's what makes it still to this day is like the thing that gives me more life than anything else. It's just showing people's passions and it makes me passionate. It's like, you know, but thank you so oh. much for having me. For, for coming and like, <laughs> what is it? For, for coming and talking to me I've enjoyed it so much it's so fun I know it's like it just went so fast like, it just like went really fast but at, like you're 
such an incredible person. You're such an inspiration. You have so much, such a wealth of knowledge. But, you know, I also can relate to you with, like, you just love, like, different things. And, but you don't know the names, but, like, you know, <laughs> I'm, like, the same way. But, like, I can see how much love you have for your work, and that makes me love your work more. And then I, you know, meeting you is, like, like I said, is the cherry on top of the, you know, my life. So, um, me too. We always have a wonderful conversation when yes, we get together. I it's know. so much fun. It's I, like this is like, this is gonna be like the first of a lot of different conversations that we're gonna have. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Okay. But thank you, thank you, oh, and thank you. you know, thank you. Thanks Very for fun. listening. <laughs> you can find Judy Guyve on Instagram at Judy Guyve or visit her website judyguyve.com. Thousand Facets is produced and edited by me. Please visit A Thousand Facets on Instagram to see photos of some of the things we spoke about during the interview. Music by Chris Keys. You can find him on Instagram at Chris underscore Keys underscore underscore. Please remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Well,